Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training, a personal training company dedicated to helping people of all fitness levels move better, feel better, and live better with progressive functional strength and conditioning workouts. So for a long time now, I've had this ongoing note on my phone where I just put down ideas or thoughts questions people have asked me, hypotheticals, funny observations, and even controversial things that I've seen posted around the internet. So for this week's podcast, I took a few of those things and I wrote them down on some pieces of paper and I invited Coach Delaney to join me as we pulled topics off of this pile and talked about each one for a bit. We get into swimsuit selfies, training while you're sick, keto versus vegan diets, letting your body dictate your training intensity, eating one meal a day, building a time machine to change something about our training history, and a lot more. We had a lot of fun with this one, including laughing a lot at Delaney's uncontrollable sneezes that were a result of the hot sauce that she put on her chicken. Uh, So I hope you enjoy this episode. We had a lot of fun with it. Now, once you finish this episode, I want you to head over to straightshottraining.com and click on services. You see, we recently redid that portion of the website to make it easier to see how you can train with us no matter where you live. And if you've been curious about working with us, we have some new training options for you. We have in-person training options in Maryland and North Carolina and online training options for wherever in the world you might be. You'll hear throughout this episode some success stories that we share from our clients and you'll get an idea of how we approach training from the information that we share on each topic. So if you're ready to move better with a functional fitness program designed to help you build strength and confidence without the burnout and injuries, head over to straightshottraining.com and click on services. All right, so go ahead and pick out first topic here and let me know if you can read my handwriting. Thoughts on one-meal-a-day diets? Is that what it says? Yes. That's what it says. Okay. Okay, have you heard of one-meal-a-day diets? Um, Actually, no. (laughs) Okay, so there was one a long time ago that was called the warrior diet, and it was where you wouldn't eat all day, and then you would eat a gigantic meal at night, and it was supposed to be, like, mimicking, like, Spartans or, you know, Roman soldiers that Mm -hmm. apparently that's the way they would do it because they'd be fighting during the day or training, and they would eat one gigantic meal at night. So it's very similar to, like, intermittent fasting. Oh, okay. But would you personally do it? <laughs> no, I would I would pass away if I did the, the one <laughs> And that's the thing is because the people doing one meal a day are not, like, people losing weight. They're, like, performance coaches. So there's one guy who was doing it, and he was eating, like, 7,000 calories in one meal. Oh, my God. Like, so that's insane. So me personally, like, I don't have a problem. I don't think it's unhealthy to do if you're doing it correctly like if you're getting in your if you're hitting your macros and you're making sure you're getting all of your vitamins and minerals technically yeah you could do it but i couldn't physically eat that much food i think that's what you're saying too well yes but also i can't go like two hours without having at least something to eat like i think even if i ate like i don't think i could last long enough to get to the point where i was having that one meal a day unless if it was breakfast and i had all my thousands of calories for breakfast, then maybe I could do it. But I need like a constant like food throughout the day. Is that because you can't eat a lot at one meal? Yes. And also I get hungry real fast. Got so it. like I'll okay. get full really fast, but then 
an hour later, I'll be, like, starving. <laughs> See, I don't mind being hungry. In fact, like, eating typically during the day ends up being kind of an annoyance, which I know is kind of a very privileged thing to say. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all understand. this food is just annoying. <laughs> um, but the issue is I can't eat a lot in one meal. I would love to eat two or three meals a day, yeah. but I, I just can't eat that much food at once. Yeah. If I could, I, I would. But I have to eat more often, but it's not really because I'm hungry, but you get hungry. Yeah, yeah. And also from a practicality standpoint, I don't know if I could set aside like that much time to just eat eat without like having to do other things like for that one meal I, it just doesn't seem practical for most people yeah because it would seem like you would have to sit there for like an hour yeah <laughs> yeah at least it's not like you're gonna grab something quick on the go to get eight thousand calories right. in right okay uh, i'll grab the next one here don't put it in the pile though otherwise i won't know what it is uh oh here's an interesting one should you post progress pictures aka your thoughts on bathing suit selfies is this me or you? <laughs> no, you can start. I'll let you start okay. with these because, yeah, I, I, I talk too much. Okay. <laughs> um, well, first of all, nothing against people that want to do that. Like, this is not me criticizing that. Everyone is free to do what they want. And yeah. whatever makes someone feel more confident, I will always support. But <laughs> I don't like, especially when people that are, like, celebrities or people that are – posting to show off the ideal body but their ideal body is actually not from diet and exercise it's either from plastic surgery or just genetics or um like extreme diets where they're starving themselves so it really depends on who the audience is like if you have someone that's really prone to to comparing themselves to others i think it's a really bad idea like if you have a large audience and your audience is full of like maybe people that are like teenagers and they'll start trying to get comfortable in their own body or like young adults that still haven't figured out like exactly what is healthiest for them I think sometimes when they see progress pictures from people that they look up to it can make them feel bad and insecure about themselves um and the other thing with progress pictures is progress is measured at least for me I measure my clients progress a lot more based off of how they perform and how they move and how How they they feel feel, versus how they look um I don't care at all how, like, in, in a nice way, I don't care. Yeah, like, and a lot of them, but a lot of them, that's not why they are training with you either. In fact, right. most of the people who train with us are not trying to turn their six-pack into an eight-pack. Right. Most people are trying to, you know, not have pain when they move. They want to move well. They want to be strong. They want to be able to play with their kids. Right. Like, that kind of stuff. Um, huh. I, I guess I didn't think about the question, like, with a celebrity. I was thinking more about just, like, if my clients were posting. Oh. But no, but that's really interesting. I, I like your take on it. Um, I was thinking more of, like, for my clients, like, do would I think it would be helpful for them? And I think for, like, the average person, if, if it's something that builds confidence in them, then I'm, like, 100% with it. Yeah. Like. For sure. I will like everybody's gym selfies, uh progress picture pictures all of that because i understand that like a lot of people when you're posting that is because you are i mean anything you post you're seeking some type of response with it right like that's just otherwise you wouldn't post anything (laughs) but a lot of it is you know i feel great about what i've accomplished not this like look at me look at me type of thing but like hey i'm proud of myself i want to share this with you all or it could be educational like hey here's what i did um it's also helpful for us as coaches if somebody posts, you know, a transformation picture. That really helps us as a coach for somebody else who might want to make that similar transformation. 
But honestly, I would much rather pe- see people post pictures of their lifts. Like, yeah. show me your squat a year ago and show me your squat this yeah. year. Like, that to me means more. Yeah, that gets me so excited. Yes. Or, like, um, yeah. pictures of, like, like for example, if someone had the goal of – actually, well, I won't say her name, but a client that I used to train for straight shot, she had a goal of um, doing her first pull-up okay. on – or, and being able to do the monkey bars with her kids at the playground. And then, like, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, she sent me a video of her not only doing, like, a lap around the monkey bars yeah. and, like, pulling herself up, but, like, she did, like, laps around the monkey bars. And it was so that is exciting. Awesome. So that type of transformation makes me way more excited because it's like, oh, you can do all these really cool things that you wanted to do with your kids and, like, with your family. It me- yes. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, like, really fulfilling to see that. Yes. So. I, I, think, I think they can be a good tool. I think that they can also be uh, something that people get too tied up in. Yeah. Like if you're taking progress pictures every two weeks and you you know you look a little bit more bloated one week to the mm-hmm. next because that's totally natural for human bodies right. to have <laughs> fluctuations like that. It can it can become discouraging. Whereas you know if you're looking at your form and your uh, you know how many workouts a week you're doing or how much weight you're moving or how many reps you're doing or how far you ran like those things that are so much more quantifiable than just you looking at yourself because also. Right. You know, when you when all of us look at ourselves in the mirror, even as coaches, we don't see what other people see. Right. And yeah. you can really start to pick apart your your quote unquote flaws. Yeah. And you start judging yourself more. So I think you know progress pictures could be just as good for somebody as they could be detrimental. Yeah. So I think I think I guess the question is, and as always, it depends. <laughs> yes, it depends on the person. <laughs> depends on the person, but I don't think that everybody necessarily needs to do it. No. Um, but I know it really works for some people. Yeah. All right, go ahead and pull another one here. Okay. Um, oh, trained by how you feel versus. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man, this is. I was writing this one fast. I was homeschooled, if you didn't know. Uh, trained by how you feel versus sticking to the program. Oh, okay. Ooh, this is a good one. I, I wrote. I actually wrote this one for you. I was hoping we would get to <laughs> it today. Is, this is a really good yeah, one. Yeah, so should you train by how you're feeling maybe that day or stick to the program that either you or your coach has written for you? Um, the very simple answer is both. I know that doesn't explain anything. So, <laughs> um, this, I love this question. Um, cause I use this for myself a lot. So okay. I'm the type of person that like is really particular about like sticking to the program. Like I have to do the exact percentages, the exact weight yeah. and all that. Um, but if you're going through anything, whether it's like mental physical um for women when you're on your period there are some days where you just have to adjust and it's honestly more beneficial to adjust the program and do what you can versus pushing your body to the point where you're either risking injury or you're just over fatiguing yourself and you're not able to function throughout the rest of your day Um, another good example is if someone for whatever reason only slept like four or five hours and say their program was really intense that day, like, they check their program, and it's a lot. They, if you're working with a coach, contact your coach and just say, hey, I only got five hours of sleep instead of seven or eight, um, and I'm feeling really exhausted. Can I either scale back on the weight or can I scale back on the intensity of some of these exercises? And a good coach will be like, yes, absolutely. So, yes, yeah. Um, normally, you should try your best to stick to the program, but for situations where you – and it does take a little bit of learning. Like, you have to learn your that's, own body. Yeah, that's the big thing. <laughs> it takes lots of practice, um, but that's where coaches come in because we can help you figure out yes. today was a good day to push versus today is a good day to just back off. Yeah. 
And I mean, I, we, of course, as coaches tend to have the worst problem with this <laughs> yeah. because like, we understand what it's like when our clients are like, yeah, I don't feel like doing that today. So a lot of times with our programs, we're like, we're going to do this because we said we we're going to do this. Yeah. But also you have to know yourself enough to know what is me needing to mentally push through something because I made a commitment to doing this. Right. And what is, I actually need to take this time off from doing this. Right, exactly. Uh, and a lot of times, I think the best thing to do is just start warming up. And if once you've been working out long enough, you can tell in your warm-up and in your first couple sets if it's worth going on the rest of the day. Yeah. So even when I don't feel like doing it, mentally I don't feel like doing it, or I don't have a whole lot of time, and I know I'm not going to get through the whole workout, rather than just start adjusting everything or not doing anything, I'll warm up and hit those first couple of sets and then go from there yeah and you can exactly. you, same thing you can tell within those yeah. first couple of sets what the rest of your work has to oh yeah like. I can tell like <laughs> when I pick up the bar if the bar feels really heavy and I'm like oh okay <laughs> yeah but sometimes like the other day I felt horrible and I just started warming up and I started putting more weight on the bar and by the time I got to my first set I felt awesome <laughs> yeah. so that's the other thing is like sometimes you do have to push a little bit to see where you're at but I yeah. think the biggest thing is and this just comes from training is just knowing yourself and listening to your body mm-hmm. But the only way to do that is to train long enough so you know what a bad day feels like versus a good day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're tra- if you've only been training for you know a couple of weeks and you don't want to work out because you're sore, you know it's, being sore is part of le- when you first start working out, you're going to be yeah. sore more often. So that would be a perfect time to contact your coach, say, hey, my legs are so sore, and of course, like you as a coach are immediately going to adjust their program to have some right. like. Range of motion work for their legs, but maybe focus on upper body. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're not working with a coach, well, first start working with a coach. <laughs> but if you're not working with a coach, um, just feel it out, and just over time, you'll you'll get better with it. But yes. I have a really hard time with this. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Oh, this one's controversial, and we might even have different opinions on this one. Oh Does bad posture equal injuries? Does that mean bad posture as in bad posture like for daily tasks? Or bad, bad posture, bad posture throughout the day, does that equal injuries in the gym? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what you say okay. before we get in a fight. Uh, <laughs> I, I, oh, okay. I have seen several studies recently that show that it is does not affect you in the gym, that it's more of a function of your load, your training volume, your recovery, all of those other things that play into it. But I do think that posture plays a role in this because I've seen so many coaches, and right now the big feud is with Squat University. You know, the, 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 <laughs> I've, the guy. I've seen the feud. Okay, so we don't even need to get into him, but he's really big on, really, really big on form. And he put out a post the other day that was talking about you know posture. If you have bad posture, you're going to get injured in the gym. Mm-hmm. And other strength coaches were ripping it apart and showing these studies and saying this, and I, I do believe there's truth in both sides to it. Because if you sit at a desk all day and you have terrible shoulder posture – and then you try to press overhead, and your shoulder posture is so bad that you end up arching your back, you get a low back injury while you're overhead pressing. Technically, that is a result of your posture. Yeah. So I'm not sure how the study is comparing if they were just looking at shoulder posture and shoulder injuries or back posture and back injuries. Mm-hmm. So I need to go back and look at the entire study. But what are your thoughts on it before I keep going? Uh, oh, well, I actually sighed a sigh of relief because we're in agreement. Okay, good. <laughs> so I was like, Phew. Well, we agree, um, and we do it. We agree on a lot of things. So there are some things. things. There are some things that we have some different opinions on, and I, I don't know if there is a definitive right answer to this. But what right. is what do you think on it? Um, yeah, I, I don't either. I mean, that's like something that I'm sure it's going to take years for people to figure out exactly how that 
how that exactly works for person to person. But um, yeah, I think it does depend on. Sorry, <laughs> I had hot sauce before this. So my nose is running. Um, I think it depends also a little bit too on how active someone is regardless of their posture. Like if you have someone that has poor posture throughout the day, but maybe they're also someone that's very sedentary, it might be a lot more tough for them to not not retrain your body because that's not necessarily how that works, but like to train their body to get into better positions when they are active versus okay. if you have someone that sits in like for example they like sit and they have poor posture or they walk and they have poor posture but they are active and they've taken their body through ranges of motion enough throughout the day where when they work out they're maybe a little bit better off okay um yeah i don't know i think it i think it's like completely a case-by-case thing but i think a lot more is affected by how you train and whether you're training in good positions versus what you do throughout the day not that what you do throughout yes. the day doesn't <laughs> yes but but I, but I think what right now is there's a lot of people that are afraid to sit because people are saying sitting is the new smoking yeah. which is not <laughs> uh, it, Dr. Garrett Fullen I keep bringing this up because he said your best posture is your next posture so just just keep moving so <laughs> oh, he said there, so he was saying that there's nothing wrong with like slouching in a really weird position on the couch and watching a movie yeah I slouch <laughs> yeah but and oh. yeah but you and but you have good mobility when you're moving and sometimes I'll catch myself, you know, kind of hunched over my computer doing something, but then I'll straighten myself back out and then I go train a client and I have, you know, good posture while I'm training somebody mm-hmm. and I have good posture while I'm lifting. I, I don't think that that how you're laying around or sitting around is making as big of a difference right. as your training program. Are you addressing your training posture? So what, you know, the positions you're lifting in, that's, mm-hmm. like you said, way more of an effect on how, whether or not you're yeah. going to get injured than how you're sitting and watching Netflix. Right, exactly. All right, go and grab another one here. Um, when you as coaches get a cold or flu, do you stop training? Do you recover faster? That's Shout out to Dave one. for giving me this one. He actually snuck this one right in before we started the podcast, too. <laughs> Shout out, Dave. Um, I personally do not train. Um, okay. If it's really bad, if 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 I've already had it, like if I'm on the tail end of the cold and maybe I just have like sniffles or something, then like I'll go in and ease back into things. Like okay. um, it wouldn't be like a super heavy day. It would just be like me moving my body around and um, yeah, just getting myself moving. But normally during a cold or flu, I actually stop for a few days. Okay. Um, Does it matter where your cold or flu is? Like if you no, I'm, I'm trying to get you to scoot closer because you keep scooting away from the mic. <laughs> but don't hand me that. I want you to physically move your whole body closer. There you go. <laughs> um, so there's a saying that if the cold is from your neck up, you can still train, mm-hmm. and if the cold is from and your neck down, like in your chest, then don't train. So uh-huh. like if I have a head cold or runny nose or something like that, I'll still train. But if it's in my chest, I don't. Yeah. But honestly, I really can't. I just I don't have the strength there. Yeah. But this was all, if you'd asked me this question, that's how I would have answered it pre-COVID. But now, I just want to go on the record that if you are sick at all, I don't want to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from me. Um, And it has nothing to do with COVID. I just know that like now seeing that I haven't had a cold in the past year. Yeah. And back when we were working in a bigger gym, I was getting sick all the time. Were you getting sick? Colds and stuff? Oh, oh yeah. When I was at big gyms, I would get sick. Mm, three, four three, times a year? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> kind of ridiculous for being, like, healthy and shit. People were supposed to have good immune systems. 
you know, we sh- the reason why we're getting sick that often is because of exposure, and we're exposed yeah. to so much of whatever it is all the time. I've had lots of strange things, illnesses, <laughs> rashes, <laughs> that oh. kind of stuff from being from being in gyms because it's just. That's why they were shut down over the pandemic is because they're breeding grounds for a lot of stuff. So I think for people, if you are training by yourself and no one around, go with the, if it's in your, if the cold's in your face, you can keep training. Mm -hmm. If it's in your chest, don't train and then take your intensity down so your heart rate's not super high. Maybe do some light strength stuff. If you are training in a gym or if the trainer are going into a class with other people, do not do it. Yeah. Stay stay home where you can still train, but I would really yeah. be careful about it because we really realized this past year that, oh, hey, our clients aren't making each other sick anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great. Um, I guess the other thing too is, you know, and this is big in other, in other uh, societies and not in ours, and maybe it will be in the future, but like maybe wear a mask when you work out mm-hmm. if you're not feeling great yeah. and you're going to be around other people. Yeah. I think that might not be a bad idea. Yeah. All right. Next one here. Oh, man. I wrote this down. And I, I, I'm not sure what your answer is. I know 100% what my, my answer is. You got to pick one diet and you got to eat this way the rest of your life. Oh, no. Keto or vegan? Oh, no. Oh, oh sorry. I just like, got so... <laughs> you, you just threw everything. You got so upset. Keto or vegan? I choose death. <laughs> um, 100% without even thinking, I'll go vegan. I would wonder, but and, and this here's let me make my case. <laughs> I would go keto so I can have throwing bacon. Steaks at me. <laughs> but what? That's your okay. Here's the thing though. So you're a vegan. You can still hit whatever macro ratio you want to hit when it comes to carbs, fat, and protein. Right. You you don't. Of course, you don't get any bacon. You don't get any animal <laughs> products. But you get all of the. Well, you don't eat fruits. That takes it out. Uh, fruits and fruits <laughs> and vegetables, uh, grains, anything that's going to be your carbs for performance. Keto, you don't have any of those carbs. You don't have a single carb. <laughs> Dunkin' coffee, Aww. out. Of course, you can't have milk in your Dunkin' coffee when you're vegan either. That's true. <laughs> um, see, I don't... Oh, general health, general health too. I, I would say for general health, if someone's going to do one or the other, I would say vegan. Yeah, yeah. people who too. eat less meat tend to live longer, healthier lives. Uh, keto, no one has, has done it long enough to know if, if they're going to outlive <laughs> vegan people, but mainly because they can't, they don't stick it's with it for hard as long. To yeah, it's very hard to maintain. It's much, I was actually easier to maintain vegan than it would be keto. Um, of course, no matter what diet you pick, you're going to have to talk about it incessantly. <laughs> so you got to have that ready for you. You have to be ready to introduce yourself yeah. to each diet. <laughs> yeah, so how do you want to introduce yourself the rest of your life? Hi, I'm Delaney. Mm. I'm a vegan. Or hi, I'm Delaney. Do you have any keto-friendly options here? <laughs> oh, neither. <laughs> Do you have some butter I can rub on my bacon? <laughs> I'm on a diet. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I guess I... You got a big one. I do. Uh, maybe... I mean, because technically you could fuel your workouts with the keto diet. You would just... It would take a while for your body to, to shift to yeah. it. I know some people who are who are athletes, but all of them are endurance athletes. I don't know any strength athletes who are who are keto. Yeah. I, I know mean, vegan I, strength athletes. I would probably die if I didn't have carbs. So yeah. probably vegan. Okay, sweet. Well does they make like vegan bacon? Great. I'm not sick. Sneezing on the phone or on the uh, microphone there. The hot sauce just like immediately hit me. Alright. 
You have a time machine. What phase of your athletic or coaching career are you doing over? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know who asked that, but shout out. Uh, thanks. Shout out me because I oh, wrote most of these. Because I, I, I didn't have a chance to put anything out because I actually didn't know that we were going to be doing this podcast today until this morning when I found out you were coming here. Uh, yeah, so you get you get the time machine. You get to go back and uh, and redo it. And now I'm not sure oh. time machine if like you have to live the rest of your life from that point because yeah. that would also be different. So let's just say you get to go back in time. You get to redo something with your coaching or athletic career uh, or both, and then you get to jump back to where you are today and reap the benefits of it. Can you go first? Just because I don't. Know yes. Uh, okay. So co- uh, coaching wise, and this is tough because I, I some I'm really glad that about everything that has happened over the course of my career and I don't really think that I would want to do anything different because I think that everything that has ever happened in my entire life has led me to this exact point where we're at now. Yeah. But I do really wish that uh, I could have done some more stuff when it came to my schooling earlier on because it would be really hard for me to go back now. Yeah. But at the same time, like, well, I don't really want to be a physical therapist. I don't, I'm doing what I love doing but at the same time, like, it'd be really hard for me to go back and, and go to school. So I almost wonder, like, well, what ha- would have happened if I had stayed and got my master's in exercise physiology or going to physical therapy school? Would I have enjoyed that? Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. That's, a, that's yeah, I think athletic-wise, um, I wouldn't have spent so much time competing in CrossFit. Mm, I, okay. I do like what I learned there because I feel like I learned a lot and I know some things I wouldn't do. Uh, or things that I do like doing, and I think that all have, it all has made me the athlete and the coach that I am today. Mm-hmm. But I would not have spent so much time there. I would have tried some other things yeah. much earlier on, athletically. Coaching wise, though, I would guess maybe a little more, a little more schooling. Um, but I don't know. Even with that, though, this is a hard one. I kind of yeah, like. It's a tough one. I like everything that's happened, even <laughs> even the bad stuff, because you know it's a lot of things, good and bad, that have happened over the course of my career. Or what got have gotten me into this this point? Yeah. But um, I wish that I would have been more humble earlier on. I think that's something <laughs> I would change because when I was first learning things, and I just gotten into coaching, and I was fresh out of school, and I was learning things outside of school that my professors were not teaching because they were teaching some outdated things. So I thought everything new that I was learning was the greatest, oh. and everything they were teaching me was outdated. Mm-hmm. When in fact there was good and bad in both of them, yeah. so I was very, I was too idealistic early on as a coach. But I think that happens to everybody. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, so I, but I would have been much more humble, much more earlier on, and I still need, obviously need to work on that too. But um, I think er, er, learning that earlier on would have helped. So yes. what about you? Think ath- athletically. What would you have done different? <laughs> I mean, There's would you, a lot would, I would have done different. But like, would you have started lifting earlier? Yes, okay. I would have. I mean, if I. Not that I have control over this, but yeah. I would have started lifting as a child. Yeah. <laughs> and, I think all of us, yeah. Yeah, which I obviously did not. Um, and I also, this sounds silly because I, like, just started doing this, but I would have hired my nutritionist, like, way sooner. Oh, that, <laughs> I didn't even I think about that. I've only been working with him for, like, a month and a half, two months. Um, uh, and it's already made a huge difference, and I wish I would have done that sooner. Man. <laughs> No, I want to change my answer. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go back and start eating way more food in my beginning of my athletic mm, career because okay. I was I was severely under eating. Yes. Okay. So that's what you want to change about athletic. You would have yeah. gotten more nutrition help and started lifting when you were two and a half years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, then what about coaching? Coaching. 
mean, I don't have a lot of regrets, but maybe... I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because you're, you're coming up on, like, five years? Five years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, five, I think. I mean, because personally, like, like, all of the mistakes that I saw myself making as an early coach, you were not making. Oh, so I feel like you're on a really good path already for five years. <laughs> but I wasn't sure if there was anything over the five years that you were like, I wish I had not done that. Mm, no, maybe, like... Mm. <laughs> no. Because even all the different places that we've worked, like, you, you had to be in that type of place in order to know that you didn't want to do it. Right. Um, but at the same time, you think back, well, maybe I couldn't have wasted so much time at that yeah. place. Maybe that's what I would do. Just look up the light. Just look at the light and sneeze. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I went away. Okay. Yeah, I would probably... Yeah, I don't really know if I would change much. Um, maybe this is going to be almost the opposite of yours. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get judged for this, but <laughs> I would maybe not even have gotten my degree. <laughs> okay. Because I got NASM and I didn't really learn. Everything that I've learned that's been applied through coaching has been through, well, A, being a coach, and B, the certification process, the nutrition courses that were required for the new the certification process because the my my degree from nasa that i got through fcc is technically different from my associate's degree oh my yeah, associate's yeah. degree was accumulation of really general education stuff in college got with it, yeah. a few specialized things so i honestly feel like it was a little bit of not not necessarily like a waste because nothing that you learn is a waste but yeah it like I it would have been I probably would have been benefited more if I had jumped right into coaching without spending a bunch of extra time and resources Wrapping at up. college. Because you got because when you went through my course there, you got certified kind of early on I in did. your and then you stuck around to finish up your degree. <laughs> I think you could have yeah, yeah. Um, and I think this is important. And we'll end with this one here. I, I think this is important for a lot of the people who are potentially you know going to be coaches listening to this. Is that I don't think you need a degree. No. Um, I mean, I don't regret having mine, and in fact, you know, I, I would, I do wish I had gotten a little bit more schooling. Uh, but I don't think it's necessary for most people to have that. Right. As long as you get into a good job and you get under some good mentorship and you yeah. learn a lot and you yeah. get, and you start working with clients, you definitely don't need to. But for sure, especially if you never stop learning, like if you get complacent and like, oh, I don't need to well, learn this. Or and you've gotten more certifications than I have gotten in the past five years <laughs> <laughs> because you, because you just haven't stopped. I think if yeah, I think if you had just gotten your uh, your certified personal trainer certification and then gotten your other certifications after it that that w probably was better than the entirety of the rest of your degree yeah I probably would be slightly more ahead than where I am right now yeah but so. everything happens for a reason yes <laughs> now we're here sneezing uh, in, in a podcasting studio talking about these topics cool don't put hot sauce on your chicken <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, good news is you're vegan now, so you can't have chicken. So <laughs> <Aww. it's laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Delaney. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to the show, leave me a rating, and share this episode with your friends. Don't forget to head over to straightshottraining.com to see how we can help you build strength and confidence with training options both online and in person. Thanks again and have a great week, everybody.